Hey, it's Patrick. Remember me? Former banking lawyer, saw the light, quit, etc., etc. It's been a while, hasn't it? Almost a year. And in the time since uh, the great everything has been off the air, so many of you have reached out to me, sent emails, left reviews and comments on social media, despite the fact that I'm never on social media. And the messages have been very similar. They've been saying things like, Hey man, I know you're no longer doing the great everything, but I just wanted to let you know that I really cherish the episodes that are up. I really love your content, and it means something to me. It has had an impact on my life. And every time I used to receive these emails, and I just received one today, and that's the one that kind of prompted me to reach out to you now. Every time I received them, I was so touched And I felt such a wave of gratitude that there were still people who cared, still people who remembered, and still people who would take the time to remind me how much the great everything means to me by expressing how much it means to them. And so I felt I need to now get in touch with you with a little personal update. And you can hear that I'm literally outside in a garden, someone doing gardening nearby, so apologies for the background noise. But I just want to reach out to you to express my gratitude, to give you a real heartfelt thank you for listening, for continuing to listen, and for remembering, but also to let you know what's been going on and what's going to happen. Now, those of you who have been following since the beginning probably know what's been happening in my life for the past year and a half now, almost two years. I was doing the great everything. It was starting to go really well. had a pretty decent following, especially for someone who didn't really care about that in the beginning. Then I moved countries from the UK to start my uh, philosophy postgrad, which is uh, you know something that I'm doing now as a 30-something-year-old and uh, having had a legal career in my past. Moving on to graduate studies, something that I was actually doing specifically with the great everything in mind. I felt that if I was going to live as someone who talked about philosophy and about philosophical type questions, perhaps not necessarily academic philosophy, but the kind of things we all intuitively would consider philosophy, things about the meaning of life and art and and how those things change us, then I might as well become a bona fide expert in those things as in one with a certificate. So I started my postgrad in philosophy, and a few weeks after that, my mother fell ill. So I had to abandon, I had to course correct, and I had to fly back to her in Italy, where I spent uh, over a year and a half almost taking care of her, uh, trying to inject a bit of dignity into her slow, well, not so slow, but certainly inexorable uh, decline and ultimately death. She passed away sometime in the fall, and since then I've been uh, caught up between study, but mainly trying to regain my strength and trying to somehow recover from the immense emotional and physical fatigue of not just losing a loved one, but more importantly, watching a loved one suffer in such a brutal way, which I have to say is truly a life-altering experience. It is something that changes you deeply, and I don't know how it's changed me yet, but I get the sense that in a few years I will look back at this whole period in my life, and I will know that there certainly was a me before all this and a me after all this. 
what that me after all this looks like, only time will tell. Hopefully we'll find out together. So when my mother passed away, I immediately thought to myself, well, that means I will now get back into the great everything. Ultimately, the great everything is uh, what I see my life's work as being. It is not something that I ever intended to abandon, nor something that I do intend to abandon. And so I started thinking about episodes with uh, the thought that I would start releasing new episodes by the end of January 2019. But what happened instead was study happened. Now, in my plans, I was always going to study and do the great everything at the same time, something that, although it would take a lot of energy and fatigue, I didn't think was going to be a problem. I, I was used to working, you know, 80, 100, 80 hour weeks when I was a lawyer, even 100 hour weeks at times, at the worst times. So I thought this can be done. What I had underestimated is the immense toll that the past year and a half of nursing my mother had taken on me. So my energy levels meant that I was simply ill-equipped to even deal with basic school activities. This plus my absolutely abysmal strategic decision to take over a third of extra credits compared to the maximum recommended amount, which meant that I overloaded myself. I did that because I clearly must have been feeling that after a year plus of being closed indoors and being a nurse and having no social life, no work, no study, that I needed to somehow catch up, you know, regain my life. And so I took up all these extra credits, uh, basically shot myself in the foot. So what that meant that instead of working on the great everything, I'm doing episodes, from January to June, I was just studying like a maniac without having the mental equipment to be able to withstand that level of fatigue. But somehow I did it, and I passed all my exams, including the extra ones. I didn't drop any of the courses that I took, despite being advised to do so by my supervisors. And I passed and got good grades, so quite satisfied with that. And since then, for the past month, I have just been relaxing, something that I haven't done in almost two years. Now I truly am regaining my strength. Now, where does the great everything come into all this? Because for the past eight months, I haven't just been studying, but I also have been working on something related to the great everything. I've been developing this idea, which I've mentioned in the past, that each and every one of us, in all of our decisions, all of our choices, Every one of our actions, every one of our interactions with people, and I'm talking about big life-changing events and also just small things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis, we are dealing with philosophical issues. We are dealing with questions about life, about the meaning of life. We are dealing with questions about the human conditions, about what it means to be human. And these questions, I think, can be narrowed down to just 10. 10 questions about the meaning of life. And I've been working on a list, a catalogue, of these 10 questions. And each one of these 10 questions has dozens of sub-questions. There's many ways you can ask these questions. Some of them don't even have just dozens, but hundreds. And each of these questions and sub-questions has an answer or a tentative answer that has been given by a thinker, a philosopher, an artist, a musician, or an ordinary person just like you and I. 
You and I? It's really you and me, isn't it? God damn. You see, I've been relaxing so much I'm forgetting English. But I've been working on this catalogue of questions about the human condition. Because I think that in every moment of our life, we are ultimately trying out a tentative answer to these questions. And I, as I said, I don't just mean the life-changing kinds of questions I've been asking when dealing with my mother's illness, but smaller things. Should I eat this piece of cake despite the fact that I'm on a diet? Should I go to the gym? Should I tell my boyfriend that he's put on a bit too much weight and I don't find him as attractive anymore? How do I do that? We have these little dilemmas that are all micro versions of one of these 10 questions. Now, I've been working on this catalogue, putting together all the different ways you can ask these questions and all the various answers from Confucius to Mozart to Socrates to Nietzsche. And it's a huge document now. And I've realized that this is perhaps the truest and most complete version of what I see to be my life's work, the great everything. And modesty never being <laughs> a particular quality of mine, I've been referring to it as an encyclopedia of being. A repository for answers and tentative answers to questions about being, of what it is to be, what it is to be a human. And that is what the great everything is going to focus on from now on. Now, that doesn't mean the content will be different. Ultimately, everything I've always done has been with these kind of questions in mind. But the focus is going to be clearer. Everything that I talk about, whether it's a jazz artist, an Indian musician, or I don't know why I'm always talking about music, I guess it's just one of my favorite things, or a burger, it will all be related to one of these 10 questions about the human condition. And in the next few episodes, I'm going to list out what these questions are with examples. And this, I think, is going to be the next few years of The Great Everything. And that is ultimately why I'm here talking to you today, not just to say thank you, but to reassure you that the great everything will return and it will return sooner than you think. But when it returns, it will return for good. The great everything might take breaks when there are life changing events. It might take short hiatuses, or in this case, I think a bit of an exceptional circumstance, a longer hiatus, but it will never end not until the day I drop, and hopefully not even when that happens. So again, thank you so much for sticking with me in this past year and before, and I hope you continue to stick with me after this, because there are some exciting things coming in the great everything. It's going to be new and improved. It's going to be better than ever, or at least I hope so. And uh, I look forward to the conversations we have there with each other. So thank you, and speak to you soon.